0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com. sewers on the boulevard we're out to lunch with stephanie regal stephanie regal is a broadcaster and editor of baton rouge business report it's business baton rouge style
1: hi i'm stephanie regal welcome to out to lunch necessity is the mother of invention they say and if you've spent any time in the kitchen you've no doubt thought more than once about building a better gizmo or gadget to help you cook clean or organize your kitchen perhaps you've actually done it but have you been able to get your invention before 250 million eyes on the QVC shopping channel? Gay Sandoz has. You might recognize her name from the LSU Ag Center Food Incubator, which she runs. But she's also the owner of The Clever Kitchen, a company that has created the Microwave Barbecue Roaster, a microwave roasting pan that turns out a perfect rotisserie style chicken in 32 minutes flat. Whether the roaster is taking the culinary world by storm just yet remains to be seen, but it's making quite a splash on the QVC network, qvc.com, and all over the internet. Gay is here to tell us about her invention and the importance of getting it on QVC.
2: Well, it's very, difficult to get on QVC because um, you have Rachel Ray and Emeril and all these um, other famous people with their products on QVC as well.
1: Michelle Schroeder who knows a thing or two about selling your invention on QVC. Her product is called the Easy Greasy, and it's a specially designed strainer that connects to a heat-resistant container, making the disposal of messy grease from your frying pan a cinch. Michelle has also hawked her Easy Greasy on QVC, and with a name like the Easy Greasy, how could she not be a natural <laughs> on the home shop? <laughs> channel <laughs> so michelle welcome to out to lunch thanks so much i'm going to come back to you in a minute but gay i want to get back to your story because watching your segments on qvc tv i mean it makes the microwave barbecue roaster look like every busy mom's you know dream come true answer to fresh home cooked dinner Wh- what makes it different
2: than other microwave roasting pans, because it's not the only one on the market. Right, no, there's many microwave products, especially on QVC. Uh, my product uh, creates steam, and the steam is let out, so you create a heat, like a convection oven, okay. inside your microwave. And so that's the secret, it's the steam. Yes, and it heats up and it caramelizes the skin, or whatever seasoning you have on your chicken. Or, or whatever, I guess. Yes, and it makes a meatloaf, chicken, It. we have an h- entire cookbook with over 100 recipes. Now, the, the science behind this, this was your idea. When did you come up with the idea, and, and who designed it for you? When I was single, a single mom, and we didn't have a grill, so I wanted a barbecued chicken without a mess, so I decided to try to do it in the microwave. I have a you know, d- dietetics degree back, background, and a that little helps. food science. That definitely helps. Yeah, you have to have the food science. Okay. So I figured, um, you know, the heat, the caramelization of the seasonings, would help it brown so it, i don't know it just came out and <laughs> but, uh, but i mean in terms golf. of designing the, the pan with i found seeds. the pan uh-huh it was a it was an ex betty crocker pan wow it was discontinued no one was selling it and i just brought it back to life and, and you re you basically reconfigured it and we, put the steam component into it we we left it as it was but we increased the resin so it was stronger because barbecue sauce does get hot in the microwave Okay, and so who did the engineering on this for? Um, we have a manufacturer in New Jersey, and um, we, he does all of our packaging. It's a one-stop shop. He packs everything and sends it to QVC. And so he re-engineered the Betty Crocker pan? Yeah. And what about the recipes, then? Do you write your own recipes? The recipes are what is unique about our product, and it's basically what sells the product. Because the recipes are good, and all, all of my customers, you know, I stay in touch with them. I put new recipes on Facebook, and that helps a lot. Okay, you have to help your customer. You have to tell them wh- how to use a product. How did you get it on QVC? I have connections from a previous company I worked with, Cajun Injector, and uh, I just had, I was a QVC account manager. Okay. So I made many friends up there, and when I had this product, I went to the brokers I knew and they took it. So so connections were key for you to get on QVC. It was k- key for me to get on QVC as a small business.
1: Well, I want to bring Michelle into the discussion now. Michelle, <laughs> the easy-greasy, and you didn't have connections probably on QVC.
3: I had no connections. I had some luck, um, which <laughs> worked out okay. I was trying to figure out how do you tell, as one person, how do you tell a, the world about a product? and. I was exploring different things and trying to get some sales generated just locally and stuff first. And my dad said, you need to look, there's this contest on QVC, and you should put Easy Greasy on there. And I said, oh yeah, (laughs) okay, you know, so I did. I, I went online and I sent the application and they said allow three weeks to hear back from us and they called me the next day and said we want to put you in this contest, it's called Sprouts, it's for new products, sort of, you know, small businesses and you'll compete and get votes and so on and I said okay, great. Um, And then I won the contest and I said okay, great, so you know, now what? So they sold it on the website, the QVC website and then you moved over to the TV. And then they called me one day and said, "Okay, we See, want to put you on TV." I mean,
1: this is this is so That's made scary. for QVC. It's <laughs> <That's> so perfect. <laughs> it's <mean, this laughs> Ronco's right. perfect dream. I mean, the, explain to us how it, you know how this works and where this idea came from. It, it's it's a heat resistant strainer that fits over this great little c- bowl. It exactly. catches the grease. And
3: basically, long story short, I made a mess in my kitchen every time I cooked ground meat which I cooked like a lot all for did. my family, right, for tacos, whatever. And I needed a way to strain it and couldn't find one. So I started trying to figure out how you make something. And um, through uh, MePol, which is the Manufacturing Extension Partnership of Louisiana, they I put me in touch with, a manufacturer here that helped me with the design. It's Noble Plastics, out of Grand Couteau, Louisiana. No kidding. No kidding. So There's they're, another they're great story, made Meeple, here. okay, mm-hmm. and then the... And, yeah, Meepole is a, a affiliated with ULL in gotcha. Lafayette, and they do a phenomenal job. So I went and took some makeshift colanders and th- con- things I had, just kind of contraptions, and sat down with the engineers at Noble, and tried to correct everything I hated about what I was doing. So we came up with this heat-resistant strainer and container, and instead of having round holes at the bottom, which always drove me nuts because my ground meat (laughs) would would stop up the holes, and then the grease didn't come out, um, these are are shaped differently. They're little slits. So, and it sits in the container because sometimes, I have trouble lifting up a pan and balancing things, so I made sure that it would sit on the counter hands-free. Brilliant.
1: So now y'all have both been on QVC. You're going back, Gay, I I believe you are as well, Michelle, just later this spring. Tell me about that experience and how important it is. I mean, when you go on QVC, does it change your life in terms of of selling your product?
3: Yes and no. I mean, I think definitely it gives you exposure that you're not going to get anywhere else. But then when it comes down to it, you still have the hard work to do of, of selling your product all the time. So I think maybe for some people, QVC could be the end all, be all, but for me, certainly, I mean, I still feel like I need to to keep getting the product out there in other avenues as well. But it was a tremendous boost, a tremendous boost to my business. And, and
2: yours too, Gay, right? You were telling me how many you sold? Um, it's very expensive because your first order has to be so many units. It has to be $300,000 for you to get on a premier spot on QVC. Really? So it's it's on consignment. Mm-hmm. You, they don't buy it. You are uh, put on for eight to ten minutes, and you've got to sell. So the pressure is on, and we have a microphone in our ears like this. Right, s- you can hear them talking. Like, mm. go slice your chicken again. <laughs> right. you, you just sold three thousand, or go <laughs> taste right. your fudge. And it's it's a lot of pressure. It's it's very hard to work with And so you have to have a certain number of your uh, of units ready to go mm-hmm. in other it words has to be get in, on the show. in their warehouse in their warehouse packed and ready to go perfectly And then they get a cut of it <laughs> And they then you get the rest They mark it up like a, a wholesaler sure. would mm-hmm. and they put in their airtime so you know the profits are s- slimmer than most markets are
1: How how quickly do
3: the sales come I mean do they continue? Oh conti- it's immediate They no. It's tricky. It's tricky because <laughs> they tell you during the training not to look at this one screen <laughs> that's on the <laughs> floor. But, and that's got the counter on it to know what you're selling. But oh, they okay. say, don't look at it because <laughs> then it appears to the viewer that you're looking at the ground. So you're sitting there dying, you know, want, wanting <laughs> to look so bad. I bet. And, um, and, you you know, I kept telling myself, don't look down, you know. Um, so, but it was, uh, it was exciting. I was on, I think, for about nine minutes. And... The first airing, we sold 5,000 out in that time. Like within nine a couple minutes. of minutes, mm-hmm. within a couple of minutes of walking off the set, they said, "Stick around. We're about to put the sold up banner on the screen." That is and fantastic. And it was just insane. It's it was just—it's very exciting.
2: It's—it's—it's it's, it's so exciting that you don't want to quit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it's as I addictive
1: mean, being on QVC is. as it is apparently watching QVC. From what I understand, I, I think mean, it you've is, got addicted viewers on that network, huh?
3: Yeah, it's I think it's so surreal. At least it was for me. If you would have asked me what I'd said live on camera 2 minutes <laughs> later, I couldn't have told you a single thing. I mean, it's total it was for me total autopilot of just go. Scary. Right. And then um I mean, it's definitely an adrenaline rush, I guess <laughs> is the best way to describe it.
2: And you have to sell so many units per minute or so many dollars per minute. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, what are they you fall through the trap door in the floor? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And you're not back on. Um, well, they give you a chance, you know, sometimes if your product's good, if you have good reviews. But uh, you don't want to have that happen too many times. Okay. So I hire brokers from QVC, so they're vendor reps, and they assist me because I have a full-time job. I don't really have to And run. then you all alluded to the training. They
1: give you this training before you go on mm-hmm. the air for just a few oh, minutes you or you, to you have to a be couple certified. Of hours oh, or it's what? a day.
3: You fly a to day. Philadelphia for a day and you're... Um, you have to become certified to go on air. So that was really intense in itself. But, but that was
2: very interesting. Uh, their market is, is backdoor-type selling, so they teach you that type of selling. What so do you it's mean by backdoor-type selling? It's not hard sales. It's I see. um. Like you're hi, talking to a friend. Hi, June. Mm-hmm. Brain, Glad really? you called in. <laughs> you know, um, I see. And, and they really do become your friends, your customers. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And are there any little tricks that they use
1: to make that chicken look even more scrumptious than it would ordinarily be, or to help make sure that the grease goes in well, smoothly? Well, I use their
3: service to set up the display. I didn't cook all that food myself. Okay. <laughs> they have food stylists. <laughs> they have I food stylists. I own own
2: yes. Air, so I, uh, you have your own food stylist. Well, I hire a contract food stylist that I've known for many I years. I see. I can food style, but I don't choose because it's a lot of food and a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So. They don't my 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 food's live, so there's mm-hmm. no special tricks. I have to make it sure it looks and tastes good because the host will taste it.
1: Well speaking of tasting, good ladies, I'd like to bring in another guest who's joining us today. Gay, I believe you know her. She's a tenant in the food incubator. Her name is Linda McAdams and with her husband and sister, they have a company truly scrumptious that produces a product, the Truly Southern Pretzel Crunch that is finding its way onto dozens of supermarket shelves around the area and maybe one of these days before too long, QVC. It's a wonderful product. Linda, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Now, you run this company, as I mentioned, with your husband and your sister. I believe Pretzel Crunch is her recipe, actually. And you and your husband joined with her a couple of years ago after you were laid off and y'all were looking for something to do with this next chapter. In your, in your life and your career.
4: Yes, absolutely. Um, it's something that she created about 30 or so years ago and we've made it forever for family and friends, um, a lot at the holidays. And we just decided, um, you know, I called her up one day and I said, I I, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't find a job anywhere. And um, I think it's time, I think it's time to do this. It's been sitting right here in front of us for years And so many people have told us, we need to be doing this all the time. So we took a leap of faith and that was what we did. Because a lot of times
1: you go to a a family gathering, a party and you say, oh, that's so good. Y'all ought to sell that. You're the one who
4: decided to do it. Absolutely, we, um, you know, I called her up one evening and I said, I'm ready. uh, We're gonna take this leap of faith. We're gonna go all in and we wanna start. So are you with me? And she said, yes, I'm, I'm with you, let's do it. So, so did you
1: start at the incubator right away or did you start from your kitchen and just go we into d- the farmer's markets and the little?
4: Right, we did not. We started at home um, because we do make a variety of other things, but our one, um, our one product that we are really uh, going forward with is our pretzel crunch. Okay. And we started that at the incubator at LSU. And you wanna be, did you do any focus groups for taste? Or you know, taste tests beforehand. Um, for the original, no, we did not, because um, you knew it was that good.
0: <laughs> well,
4: when we met Gay the first day, um, she tasted it and loved it, and told us she thought it could be on QVC today, and we were overjoyed. That's great. And so, as we've added new flavors to the mix, we have done taste testing for our with our original customers. We ask them. What do you think? Um, when we came out with our peanut butter flavor late last year, we had all of our customers who were already eating our other flavors try it and give us feedback. Should we add more peanut butter? Is it crunchy enough? You know that kind of thing. So it's been it's been great um, to get that feedback directly from the customers. Sure. We love that.
1: Now, we've had some other food vendors on this show, and I know it's there are a lot of great local products out there. Yes. How do you get on those supermarket shelves? And I'm seeing pretzel crunch everywhere. So well, whatever
4: you're doing, it's working. <laughs> great. Thank you. Um, we were involved with the incubator. We got started, uh, it was a year ago in July. And once you are making it at LSU, it's a DHH-certified location. You can make your products there and sell on store shelves. So we were fortunate that our product didn't need a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. We went from our first test batch to our first farmers market to our first retail store shelf within a month. Really? So we were very fortunate. That's not the usual length of no, time. It usually takes not. longer.
1: How How much are you producing now? What kind of volume? Um, are you doing?
4: Over th- well, I'm, I'm, I think it's about. Five or 6,000 pounds we made um, in half a year last year.
1: Now, for all three of of you ladies, manufacturing is probably a challenge. I mean, you know, how do you gauge how many units to make and and what happens when you get in a really big order and you're not ready for it? Or has that happened to y'all yet? I'm sure, you know, you each have individual experiences. but
3: Well, the folks at Noble are fantastic. I typically wait until I get a purchase order in before I call them and say, okay, I need, you know, mm-hmm. 12,000 or whatever, and they're very accommodating. We always seem to get it done without a problem, and that's part of the reason why I really love that I'm manufacturing an hour away from my house. That's nice. Because yeah. it just, it gives you a lot of control over what's going on, and they're they're just spectacular to work with. They're
2: great. And, and same same with me. My, my manufacturer's great. Uh, I do control that very... Uh, closely because I know how and right. I, I will tell the buyer, No, I can't get you twenty thousand units, I can get you fifteen thousand. If I think it's too many Do you really
1: need you've had orders for twenty thousand at one I time? Have,
2: I I filled two orders last year for twenty thousand each.
1: And did those come from Q V C or was that other wholesalers that wanted your product? No, they
2: were I only go on Q V C and I chose to do that because okay. I have a full time job. So I, I <laughs> don't have time to really peddle my products anywhere else. I signed a, an agreement with as seen on T V people. I got you. So um I only do QVC so I just I control it 20,000 is quite a few. I, we I did we, we I think we sold 100,000 in 6 months. Wow. So it was very touching. It was very interesting.
1: Now Linda, if y'all get a tremendous order then you <laughs> have a few really busy days <laughs> at the
4: incubator. <laughs> huh? We do. Um, we we deal um our, our largest uh, supplier that we, that we handle is associated grocers. Mm-hmm. And so we've set it up to have um, a two week lead time with them. So um, we try to always keep uh, our stock rotating so we never have too much of a, of a stockpile that we, you know, we're sitting on an expiration date. You know, even though it lasts for quite a while, we don't want to have it piling up and just sitting. So we do keep our inventory fairly close. And when we have a big order, we turn on the jets and get in the kitchen a few days, um, you know, in a week or two weeks, whatever we
3: need to do to get it filled.
4: Now, are y'all online at all?
3: I do have an online presence, although I try to work more with pushing people to retailers. And I'm not exclusive with QVC, so I am in some catalogs and um, some of the Bed, Bath & Beyond stores, the ones in Louisiana. And Oklahoma picked up the product okay so they like the angle that it's Louisiana made so they um, that region picked it up
1: so you don't have to be exclusive to QVC you can be but they'll work with you if you're in stores mm-hmm. it's exactly just depends on your deal
3: I've been approached by Bed Bath &
2: Beyond so if I decide to go that route I'll have to hire someone to help me sure
1: we all, we're going to take a little break right now to do what we call The Checklist, and it's that part of the show where we ask you each a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. So, Linda, I'll
4: start with you. Do you have a favorite saying? I do. I kind of actually let it slip already, but um, leap of faith is, our, uh, is my favorite phrase, <laughs> and it's so true. Um, and I, I think the biggest thing for me was fear, and you just have to realize that, um, you know, you can't be afraid to fail. Um, I guess what drove us to that point was kind of desperation to find something that we could really do and, and be happy doing. And, you know, that leap of faith has turned into something so amazing I couldn't have imagined. That's so, so wonderful. That has become my new favorite phrase. Mm-hmm. That's great.
1: W- Gay, what about you? Are, are you a different person at work than in the rest of your life? I
2: am not. Okay. (laughs) I'm either zero or 100 miles an hour, so I stay very busy all the time. I'm the same, and you can ask Linda. She can verify that I am the same at work as I am on a personal level. Um, I'm very, very fortunate, so I feel very blessed.
1: Okay, Michelle, do you have a pet?
3: I do, I have a dog named Buster, and I worked him into my QVC pitch when I was on air talking about I was with Carolyn Gracie, who is a huge pet lover. So I worked Buster into the, the airing by talking about how he's sad that I don't spill meat on the floor <laughs> anymore. Now that <laughs> <laughs> I have easy Gracie. his
1: <laughs> program. Right.
0: <laughs>
1: well, y'all, I wanted to ask y'all, You know, in Louisiana, New Orleans is sort of the food capital of the world, but do y'all see advantages to operating a food-related or, or cooking-related business here in Baton Rouge instead of in New Orleans?
2: sure i think uh, we've had so so many uh transients from new orleans and and now we're starting to be a hub or i guess a a vacation destination baton rouge so i think i think baton rouge has grown Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of food interest i mean of course new orleans is always going to have that touristy type feel but we have great restaurants great food people i mean i love baton rouge i really do
3: Uh, Me too, and for me it really doesn't make a difference because mine's not actually a food product, but I think um, the choices that we have here to work with local people, you've got tremendous talent in graphics and printing and uh, you don't have to go anywhere else, it's all here.
1: You mentioned graphics and printing, do you all have marketing and ad campaigns? for your products?
3: I'm starting one.
2: You know, I used the Gary students singing. at LSU to do my look. That um, is fantastic. Clean, uh, so clean. Yeah, it's clean. They did it th- they did everything for me, even my QV, my you know, wraps for my retail. But um, I think it's beautiful. It was better than any graphic designer I, I yeah, and they that's won awards really for it. Yes. Yeah, right. so. Linda,
4: what about you? Are
2: y'all we have in not that
4: direction yet? We have not started that yet. We use a lot of social media right now for um, you know, for advertising our product. And for us, the biggest thing is getting out into the stores because people take a look at that and while the label may catch their eye and they say, hmm, that looks interesting, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I want to taste it first. Mm -hmm. So that presence in the stores um, I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, I've been wanting to try this. I'm so glad you're here. And we usually will demo every flavor. So it's like a little kid in a candy store thing, literally, right. because they can try them all. And um, and that's been huge for us. I mean, the word of mouth alone is phenomenal. That's fantastic.
1: Michelle, you mentioned that y'all are getting ready to start an ad campaign. What is it going to look like?
3: Well. I am working with uh, a magazine, it's a media company that has Taste of the South and a Mm -hmm. couple of food cooking related magazines. So we're starting starting out with just some digital ads to sort of see how that goes. So we'll see. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. Right now all I have is some pictures and a lot of words, but none of it's put together. (laughs) Mm
1: We all, yeah. believe it or not, we only have time for one more question, but I want to ask each of you, what advice would you give to someone who's standing in the kitchen and has an aha moment to create a better vegetable peeler, or olive pit or barbecue sauce, or pretzel crunch, or whatever it is?
2: Well, I tested my product in uh, fairs and festivals. Like, I went and s- actually demonstrated it before I went on QVC and made that commitment. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely test it. Don't spend too much money up front and uh, mm-hmm. you know, do a little research on your
4: idea. Um, I would say look for those, l- look at your local universities and find out what programs are available. I mean, we found out about the food incubator from a friend um, who I happened to be swimming with at the wellness center. Really? And she knew someone who was already in the program, and it's been a life-changing experience for us. We would not be where we are today without the food incubator at LSU. So. I think you you know there's so many things that are available to you, um, and and locally, and so you need to find those mm-hmm. and make device. the most of them.
3: I would say, if if it's something you really really strongly believe in, see what what sort of feedback you get from it, and then just be willing to put your whole self into it and try because you just never know what's going to happen. And if you have a good support group of people who will listen to your hysteria when things <laughs> go great or things go horrible, <laughs> exactly. um, you can get through it.
1: <laughs> good advice. Well, Michelle Schroeder, Gay Sandoz, I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say at some point in our lives most of us had said Why don't they make something that does, whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. And the two of you have gone that extra step and actually done it. So congratulations on the success you're having. And we look forward to keeping up with you and seeing you on QVC and seeing what's next on the horizon. Thanks for being here today.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And Linda McAdams, which one of us hasn't sat around the table at a family gathering and said to the family's favorite sweet maker, you should put that in packets and sell it like Gay and Michelle, and unlike the rest of us, you've turned talk into action, and that's the very definition of entrepreneurship. You're off to an impressive start with Pretzel Crunch, and we're looking forward to hearing about where this adventure leads you in the near future. So thanks to you two for joining us today. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Gay Sandoz, inventor of the Clever Kitchen Microwave Barbecue Roaster, Michelle Schroeder, inventor of the Easy Greasy Strain and Save Kitchen colander, and Linda McAdams, co-founder of Truly Scrumptious, the manufacturer of Truly Southern Pretzel Crunch. You can find out more about Gay's roasting, Michelle's straining, and Linda's crunching by following the links on our websites, wrkf.org and itsbatonrouge.la. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle. our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest album Puzzle, is available at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf, 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com.